0: Welcome back to That's the Tea, the podcast that shares football news the most digestible way possible. My name is RJ, and I'm here with my co-host Ryan for part eight of State of the Franchise, where we will tackle the AFC West. Ryan, how are you doing today, and how excited are you today
1: to talk Super about excited your favorite division? Because it's the last episode, so it's episode eight. There's only eight divisions. It's the last State <laughs> of the Franchise episode. It's but been tough. I feel like we we ended. On a good division, though, because it's obviously – or the last two was uh, – we're both good because NFC West, your team, not my
0: team. Very competitive divisions. We saved the best for last. So let's not waste some time. Let's dive right in to the AFC West, starting off with the Denver Broncos, who finished fourth <laughs> in division last year. So you yeah. laugh, but, you know, they, yeah. out of all the fourth-place divisions, like division teams – Seven and ten's not bad. You get what I'm saying? It could have been worse. Could have been worse.
1: Can can I? Can I? Can I dog on them now?
0: Yeah, go for it.
1: All right. So since they're in my favorite team's division, I'm just gonna say that they're the biggest like fakers in this whole league. Like, forget Arizona going oh like seven and zero and then like self-destructing. The Broncos went three and zero against teams who ended the season with a losing record. That's just trash in my books. You know? Okay. 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 So then, I mean make them four and 13 instead because those games don't count and then now does that record look good no it doesn't you
0: know what you you bring up a really good point i guess we're gonna bleed into like what went wrong and for me you really can't blame them when you had drew Locke and teddy bridgewater exactly because
1: my point for the what went kind of like wrong or right. I feel like they have a strong foundation. We all say they're one QB away and it's just their QB that's the issue.
0: The team is fine. The team is fine. And I think (laughs) this is like a perfect segue. Like it took us eight episodes to finally nail this. These transitions. (laughs) They solved the quarterback issue in the offseason. Their biggest move was essentially signing and trading for Russell Wilson. They gave up a pretty good amount. They traded... Former first-round pick Noah Fant. They also included Drew Locke, thank God, in a couple of firsts, I think a couple of seconds, a third. But that was a really great move for them. They also signed, pre-signed Melvin Gordon, DJ Jones, and Randy Gregory to beef up the defensive line. But Brian, okay, they signed Russell Wilson. They trade for him. How do you feel about this team now?
1: Good. They're in a better direction. I mean, John Elway is not in charge because if he was, Russell Wilson would not get signed or traded for. They would have traded yeah. for Davis Mills. Yeah. Someone tall,
0: you know, someone tall. Someone tall. Yeah.
1: Um. Yeah. But because Russell Wilson's here now, I actually feel that they are a threat in the division now. Um. I mean, not to say they weren't last year, but I feel like they were kind of like that one team that's like, they're at the bottom, you know, still okay. prepare for them, but it's kind of like, uh, I mean, the Chiefs are scarier than them. The Chiefs I see, I are see. still scarier than them, but now, you know, you can't just put Denver on the back burner and be like, oh yeah, whatever.
0: Oh, yeah, whatever. I feel like the Broncos have the same energy in their division that the Saints do. Like, you know, they're not perfect, but you Ooh. have to you have to focus on them. I feel like the Saints are going to have a similar season to the Broncos this year in terms of, like, you know, there's a question mark in terms of, like, head coaching and, like, their play calling and Jameis okay. Winston. Um, but you have to prepare for them every single week. Will you they do, have a but, winning record? We don't know.
1: I feel like the Broncos are kind of in a better position because I feel like I, uh, I would give Russell Wilson more credit.
0: Ooh, okay. Very fair, very fair. I just think they're in a tougher division. That's why. Like, uh, the Saints could win four games in their division. The Broncos, not quite sure. In terms of the draft, they were pretty quiet, though. They got an offensive... Excuse me. They they got an outside linebacker. Yeah, they really did. They they were the last pick in the second round. Nick Benito, outside linebacker. They got a tight end, Greg Dulcich. And they also got a cornerback, Tamari Mathis, who... I heard some things about them. For me, I think the, the really big signing was their tight end because everyone was talking about Albert O. And I think the hype is kind of gone if they go and draft a like a tight end tight in the end. third round. Yeah. Yeah. It's like exactly. <laughs> they, they only had three picks, and, you know. They, they used one of them on a tight end. So
1: agree.
0: That's just how I feel about that. Um in that terms of coach, right? they did. It was the offensive coordinator from Packers. the Packers, correct? Danny um. Packer. Daniel Hackett. I'm interested to see how this offense is going to go because I was listening, I was kind of reading up on something too, where when Hackett, I guess, moved to Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers became more of like a dink and dunk type of like quarterback, right? Like he gets yeah. his check downs and all that stuff. Like, yeah, he still stretched the field with um Devontae Adams, but you know, like he passed to like Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon a little bit more. But, you know, Russell Wilson doesn't really do that as much. And I think part of it was because Pete Carroll would always run the ball. So, you know, you didn't have to, like, pass to Rashad yeah. Penny or, like, Chris Carson for four to five yards. They would just run the ball. So I'm interested to see what the dynamic is going to be moving forward. You know what's funny? You say that, and I'm
1: already anticipating who the breakout players are going to be.
0: I am – it's funny. Well, well, you know what? We'll, we'll get to that right now. In terms of breakout players for you, Ryan – um NFL fantasy football what do you have
1: the NFL got Bradley Chubb um I I feel like we all thought he was gonna break out after his rookie season so like in like 2019 he would break out because he got double digit sacks in his first year but then kind of like he had the injury bug so then he never really took off I think he missed the whole season at some point so I feel like if he's healthy this year sure he doesn't have Von Miller anymore but Randy Gregory is on the other on the other end of the line I feel like they'll be looking to sack every TV, but Derek Carr.
0: Oh, but Derek, we'll, we'll talk but about Derek that. We'll <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> talk about that soon. Um, I think for me, it's going to be Pat Sertain. I feel like he's going to take that next look. Le- he's going to take the next le- The corner. Yes. They're going to ask for him to do a lot more. I think their second, I don't even know who their second corner is right now. I think it's uh, Bradley Roby, I think, or Ronald Darby as where's, a cornerback, too.
1: Where's Derek? Right yeah.
0: Or is a Charger? He I think he, I think he's a Charger now. I
1: think so. I think so. You're right.
0: You're right. You're
1: right. Um, but man,
0: I. He looked pretty good last year. I'm surprised he doesn't get as much talk as like, a, like a AJ Terrell or something like that. But you know, it's kind of tough when your team goes seven and ten, and you know, every pretty much side of the defense just gets exploited. Yeah, it's, but. it's just uh, Ronald Darby and Pat Surtain the second the second excuse me but yeah um, Williams right behind him. On, nice That's he's fine. a really good like um slot nickel corner so not bad not not bad at all in terms of fantasy football though ryan who do you have i got jerry judy
1: yeah, i'm only high on him because russell wilson came to town because we all know jerry judy has talent mm-hmm. he just never had a consistent qb so i'm sure russell wilson is still consistent right you see like, kind of... okay you know oh. him more than i do Oh, a thousand percent.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. I've had I've had ten years of experience of film to watch uh, yes. <laughs> every single year because the man and, I never got hurt.
1: And I mean, at least on paper, he's better than Drew Lock. Teddy Bridgewater. a
0: thousand percent. Yeah. Um, I have a couple of, I guess, like, burning questions I had, and the first one was you brought up Jerry Judy, and then another player I had in mind was Cortland Sutton. Another okay. one is Tim Patrick. Um uh,
1: the receivers. Okay. And
0: it's like. Who do you actually prefer and like what is your strategy with these wide receivers? Are you just trying to get like any share of the Broncos offense? Like, hey, Jerry and Judy's off the board. Are you trying to draft Courtland Sutton? Or like if you have to make that decision be- between Jerry Judy and Cortland Court- Sutton, who are you picking? It's like, like the fifth round. Tim Patrick, I might not want. Okay.
1: If it's anything similar to how Russell Wilson played in Seattle if you notice in fantasy, it's either Tyler Lockett that popped off or DK Metcalf mm-hmm. that popped off. Mm-hmm. Usually mm-hmm. they don't do it at the same time. Correct. So, and that's why I would rather have a share of Judy or Corlin's on the top two wide receivers and just yes. hope that, you know, one pops off more than
0: the other. Very true. I, I love Jerry Judy, and I drafted him way too high last year. He got injured. I will totally own up to that. But my concern is, because you think about how they were in Seattle, right? They had uh, Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf. Does Jerry Judy fit any of those molds? Because Tim Patrick's the field stretcher. Courtland Sun's big. He's no DK Metcalf, but he's a big target. Well, where big is target. Jerry Judy? He's Dwayne Eskridge, and what happened to him?
1: Well, Jerry Judy's a good route runner. I think he's pretty fast. Like, I feel like he can burn. Uh, I I could actually see Jerry Judy kind of being like Tyler Lockett. I mean, can you? I can, yeah, being that field stretcher too, yeah. I kind of see it, but yeah, I know what you mean. It's not like 100% fit.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's my only concern for Jerry Judy moving forward. And then the last one was just about Melvin Gordon. Like he's currently being drafted. He's like a flex low end RB two, but you know, he's like Mr. Consistent. I mean, he's never finished outside the top 30 in running backs over the past five years. Like is Melvin Gordon more like Kareem Hunt? He's entering, let me, let me, I guess, preface this. He's entering his year, his age, like 28, 29 season. So is he going to be Kareem Hunt? as like a, you know, like a backup running back that's still productive, or is he going to have his Le'Veon Bell year?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> your face said it all, because you realize what I just asked you.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, yes, I, 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 I do realize that I don't want to talk about
0: it. I don't want to throw anyone
1: under the bus. You, you can mm. speak to your own question. Let's, let's hear your side of it. I feel like you kind of framed mm. me, kind of set me up okay. for this.
0: I hate to be the person's like oh i'm gonna go with the middle but i'm gonna pick somewhere in the middle but i'm gonna lean more towards kareem hunt just because remember when melvin gordon set out for like half a year yes. and then austin eckler popped off mm-hmm. well you know he still has half a season in him you know what i'm saying like,
1: <laughs> yes <laughs>
0: that's where i'm gonna bring in that half the season this year that's where it's gonna come from but yeah all righty um last question do they have a chance to win the division this year
1: to win the division, no, to, to make the playoffs? yeah. why not?
0: For me, I said yes, slight hesitation in parentheses. In a parentheses. Only slight. Slight hesitation.
1: The other, it, it, we don't even have
0: to talk about the Raiders.
1: You do realize the other two teams are in the
0: division, right? I'm very much aware. And let's talk about one of those other <laughs> okay. teams right okay. now. We have the LA Chargers who finished 9-8. and eight. Ryan, what went wrong for this team? Because I, I mean, I know what went wrong for this team. Can, can, can we just talk about the
1: game against the Raiders? Mm-hmm. Their okay, playoff well, yeah, these,
0: these, it, these mean people just came and ruined, the, ruined their fun.
1: If they won the game, they would have made it to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, and we would be talking about them under a different light. Their defense could not stop the Raiders from scoring and winning that game. So I think the defense is probably what you're alluding to. That's the huge issue. Do you want to talk about the defense before I talk about the bright side?
0: Go go ahead and start talking about the bright side. Oh, because what you have to say is really bad.
1: <laughs> okay, on the bright side, I'm pretty sure we all know Justin Herbert, super talented. He mm-hmm. threw for over five that five thousand yards, almost forty TDs. I think barring anything crazy or any crazy freak injury, I feel like Herbert's locked in as the top ten for the rest of his career <laughs> for the foreseeable future. Like, I mean, he's so good.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. To be completely honest, I, I really want to know your reaction. Was that two years ago when he came in to replace um Tyrod oh, Taylor? Did oh, you expect oh, oh, oh. him? Did you expect him to be like okay or good? No, right?
1: No, I don't.
0: And he just lit up the world. Like, I don't think I've seen a prospect. Well, say, like
1: technically he's still lighting it up. He's improving. He's still here. yeah, he's he still, still is. He's, it up.
0: he's still improving. And like, you know, like I think the big thing for him was how fast he figured it out mm-hmm. because like you know josh allen took him two or three years patrick mahomes sat out a whole year right this man came in because tyrod taylor got poked wrong yeah i was and like okay. you know what
1: he said too what? the game's still fast for me remember that, oh, remember yeah. that comment? <laughs> yeah. i was like sir you're kind of like top five every week now in terms of quarterback like passing yardage so mm-hmm. what's still fast about
0: this yeah and that was the game I think they played the Chiefs that week. And they were like toe for toe. And just like to be able to do that for your first game against what I don't know if they're off of their Super Bowl or not, but that's crazy.
1: See, I don't I I mean, I'm no quarterback, so I can't I can't really tell or know. But I feel like what if Justin Herbert just studies a lot? What if he just watches a lot of film? You know, he memorizes things that he sees and then he comes out there and he's just like, I know where
0: to throw the ball. Oh, he's a very smart person, you know. And you know, he's quiet too. It's always the quiet people who are just so smart. They don't share their exactly. knowledge because exactly. it's all bottled up. up
1: and up I will never know how he's so good. Only he knows.
0: Only he knows, right? Yeah, Only he knows. studying
1: Right
0: now. <laughs> right <laughs> some quarterback should be studying too. I digress. So, uh, you're, to some... <laughs> okay, you cannot
1: digress if you're gonna throw it out like that. <laughs> It's
0: like you're it's instigating. <laughs> it's like I'm instigating. Oh, Kyler. Kyler, Kyler Murray. You're lucky we talked about you last week. You're lucky. Man we would have roasted you. But yeah, let's move I'm on. I'm saying nothing. I'm saying, I'm saying nothing. Dude, I'm the, sure. man can't, the man can catch me, but I mean, can he really see me, though? Um, you are about to say he couldn't catch you. You
1: are
0: yeah, about to say. He, yeah, he's fast. Yeah, I I, I retracted <laughs> what I was going to say. I, I'm smart. Don't here, worry here. about it. I'm like Justin Herbert. I'm smart. Um... <laughs> In terms of free agents and new additions, they got to Mike Williams. They re-signed him. They signed JC Jackson, which I thought was a really good move. And they yeah. also traded for your favorite player of all time, Khalil Mack. The Mack Mac attack. The Mack attack. The Mack Mac truck. <laughs> And in the draft, they addressed the offensive line by getting guard Zion Johnson. At the 315, they got JT Woods, who's supposed to be pretty good. He's really rangy, kind of plays that center field safety role. At the 418, they got Isaiah Spiller, which I thought was a really good pick to complement Austin Eckler. Out of all these players I just named, though, Ryan, who was your favorite, I guess, like acquisition for the Chargers this year?
1: I still feel it's a real bad. Okay. And not, not because I like him. I think it's the fact they already have Joey Bosa. And Joey Bosa was already wrecking havoc by himself. Mm-hmm. And now you put Khalil Mack, who's just like, you know, you can't not give him attention. So it's kind of like, it's, it's going to be hard. That's what I'm saying. Like every team in this division, we'll see later for the last two teams too. Every team has two solid DBs, yes, if correct. not more than just yeah. two
0: if not more um how good was Khalil mack in like the run game because the chargers were completely good
1: no I, I think he was a good run stopper
0: very good i'm very happy i think the chargers were 30th in the run last year
1: oh, there you go you, you should know
0: josh jacobs what destroyed so them hand. too we...
1: yeah he went josh jacob's good though
0: that's, good. that's why he went here. not because the chargers were bad oh uh, i see oh okay
1: there's okay. a distinction.
0: Um, Moving forward, though, in terms of breakout players for the NFL and fantasy football, I'll just start with this one. I put Isaiah Spiller for both just because I think he is going to be the player that Joshua Kelly and Justin Jackson were supposed to be last year, but just combined. And just in terms of like, you know, he needs to improve his hands a little bit, a little bit of like block protection to be a third down back. But like if the Chargers want to preserve Austin Eckler, Spiller will probably get a lot of opportunities this season. Your kind of like that Mark that, role. Are you going to draft him?
1: Are you going to find a way to draft him?
0: I think for me, if I draft Austin Eckler, you draft Isaiah Spiller a thousand percent.
1: As a handcuff? Oh, because you're into handcuffs.
0: Oh, as a oh. pure handcuff standpoint. Like yes. No, no, you're okay. Yes. You're okay. Uh-huh. okay right.
1: uh-huh. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for
0: retracting your your comment. I, I,
1: I realized <laughs> how it sounded when it came out. <laughs> but yeah, every year you do. You you always talk about what player for a running back or whatever for a handcuff
0: or handcuff but i do think if maybe for this year specifically just because there's so many good wide receivers like let's say you get like a like jamar chase and like tyree kill like for your first two picks early um and you kind of wait on running back isaiah spiller could be like a decent flex RB to play because if Austin Eckler goes down, and I hate saying it's like, oh, if an injury happens, like this running back does well because you know, this typically happens for everybody, but this team is going to score a lot of points. You know what I'm You're saying? Right. Like, it's I agree, Isaiah Spiller will have his opportunities if everything can goes according to plan. But yeah, for you, Ryan, who is your breakout player for NFL fantasy football?
1: Breakout player, Asante Samuel Jr. Remember, we talked about him.
0: Yes, I want Son- Raiders who? to take him,
1: uh, Asante.
0: Is that even a question? Asante Samuel Sr. Oh, phenomenal. Just want to know.
1: I I just did. I botched the introduction. I'll go again. Asante Samuel Jr., son of Asante Samuel Sr. So I think he's going to break out in the NFL because he started hot. um, But he started off, off hot last year, had some injuries. I think he had like two concussions within a span of like a really short amount of time. So then he was out for a while. But I think he can now not have to face the top receiver and can even play in the slot with J.C. Jackson in town. So it's going to be a pretty elite secondary, I think. J.C. Jackson, Stockton Samuel Jr., Derwin James.
0: And Chris Harris still,
1: right? Oh, and Chris Harris still. Wait, we, we,
0: right? Am I, am I? I think. You check no, that I have, out. No, I have to search it up. Yeah. And my fantasy fo- football pick is Gerald Everett.
1: I feel like Everett is a guy that always finds his way on my fantasy team every year. When he was on the Rams, the Seahawks. I I rostered him at some point, all the time. Uh only Donald Parham is behind him. Uh, so I feel like he got this. Uh, he doesn't have to be breathing down his neck anymore for snaps. It's gonna and it's also a pass happy
0: offense, in my opinion.
1: So that's how I feel I, I would pick up Gerald Everett. Not, not as tight end one,
0: but as a backup. I think I think that's a really good sneaky pick. This team's definitely gonna be throwing the ball a lot. All right. Right, i'll give you one guess what team is chris harris on if you could pick it's not the chargers i was wrong
1: i I want to say oh my god is
0: that your final answer yeah he's unsigned right now he's a free agent
1: he's unsigned
0: yes that was my reaction i don't know if you saw my face when like you I, were did. Talking, I, was like, I was like when' you're, you thought I was excited about Gerald Everett? no, I like saw that he's a free agent. I was just like, huh. why unless he fell off that hard that's so, bad
1: or or it could be one of those things where it's just it as leverage mm-hmm. where it's kind of like um you only pick him up at the end of training camp or something like that Because you know ah, this guy is like he doesn't need to practice <laughs> hasn't like he's been around for long enough. He's probably taking care of his body. you in the benefit of the doubt. Preseason mm-hmm. comes, you sign him.
0: That's a, that's a good point. That's a very, very good point. Um, I guess, do they have a chance to win their division this year? I'll go and answer this one first. I said yes, in parentheses, very confident.
1: I said sadly yes.
0: Sadly yes. All right. Um, you said before, let's see if we can show you up just a little oh, bit as we talk about the team. The good team in the AFC West, it's the Las Vegas Raiders who finished 10-7. and Ryan, what went right for this team? And if you had to comment, what went wrong?
1: Only one bad thing went wrong. I think the O-line was atrocious. (laughs) Alex Leatherwood was not good in his rookie season, but he'll come together in year two. Do not worry. Andre James is also a subpar replacement for all-pro Rodney Hudson at center, but don't, don't be alarmed come together in year two so i just solved all the bad problems good things i can um, go on and on but i'll simplify it for you okay, okay.
0: go for it keep going, keep going. Max, keep going.
1: Cros- max crosby very dominant crazy good Compare him up with oh I- i'll save it because you're probably gonna go through a new edition soon and i think Derek carr despite all the criticism from the media he held up just fine and also i feel like this is you know the broncos were a team he said good team but they're just one quarterback away I feel mm. like the Raiders have a good foundation, but they just never had a, the right coach, never had the right head coach.
0: Ooh, okay, and this is where you think you got so the they coach they players,
1: but, I mean, hopefully, hopefully.
0: Hopefully. Um, For me, what won't, right? Tarek Gar was good. Defense wasn't super bad, but, you know, y'all still had some holes, and then, you know, Hunter Renfro really showed up and had a career year, and I yes. feel like that's they made moves in the offense Um, to say that they're all in, which we'll talk about right now. terms of free agents, new additions, new acquisitions. Derek Carr got that extension he wanted. Devontae Adams got traded. Hunter Renfro got an extension. Max Crosby also got extended, and Chandler Jones was traded for. And they also, no, they signed him as a free agent.
1: He signed Chandler Jones, but they traded for Rakia Sin. They traded for
0: Rakia Sin, but they traded away Yannick Ngakwe. That's what I got confused on.
1: Yes, yes, yes.
0: There you go. Who's your favorite signing? I'm a
1: favorite signing. I feel like passing Devontae Adams, right? We finally get a wide receiver one. Alpha. Alpha.
0: Alpha. Are you, are you scared that you're getting the uh, ghost of Devonte Adams?
1: Oh, He's not. I like know. what
0: thirty? I, I
1: actually
0: don't know. I feel like he's twenty nine. Oh, sorry. I feel like he's twenty nine. It's only twenty nine. Okay, got you. Fair for fair. I like no, no. no, he's
1: not watched. He's not watched.
0: Don't watch. I just okay. feel
1: like he's a different type of alpha receiver because I feel like most number one receivers we think of like oh they can like burn someone with their speed or it's like for the deep ball and stuff and i feel like Devonte adams is not that guy
0: he's just good all around right
1: he's good all around but i don't think he has the speed to outrun like you know like tyree tail does
0: he's breaking ankles he's snatching ankles. Yes,
1: yes 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 for sure for sure
0: perfect perfect all right in the draft they drafted very late at the 326 they got dylan parham 417. They got Samir White, and at the 421, they drafted defensive tackle Neil Farrell Jr. All world class athletes. Okay, I have a question for you. Do you know anything about Dylan Parham?
1: I just know. No, I don't know much about this guy.
0: Okay, because my concern is your offensive line, and so you have Colton Miller. He's for sure
1: not playing tackle.
0: Okay. Yes. Um, who else is on your line? Alex Leatherwood? Yes, um, hopefully
1: the right the right tackle.
0: I heard Denzel Good was good, but then he retired.
1: He retired. So, so now what? Okay, so I think it's still Colton Miller on the left side. Okay.
0: Do you remember John Simpson? I unfortunately do, and I'm sad that he's still here.
1: He's not bad. Okay, it's not bad. <laughs> so it's John Simpson, and I'm pretty sure it's still going to be Andre James. I think the new guy would probably be Dylan Parham.
0: Playing that... With right guard playing that right guard. If
1: Alex Leatherwood can hold his own at right tackle,
0: yes. But um I think the contingency the contingency plan, excuse me, is that if he doesn't work out, go we'll slide him to guard.
1: They will slide yes. Alex Leatherwood to guard and probably, oh god, remember this name, Brandon Parker. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna slide him to the right tackle.
0: Oh my goodness, that's my guess. So are you concerned that every team has like two pass rushers and a? No. The lock I, I feel and
1: like, no, 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 it's because Leatherwood and Andre James, they all have an extra year of experience. Cole Miller was a late bloomer.
0: Well, they needed, right? Just that extra year of experience. Yeah,
1: just, just an extra year. You know? A couple extra months, extra inches, you know, just a little bit
0: more. Just a little bit more. All right, in terms of NFL breakout players, um, fantasy football breakout players, Ryan, take the stage. Pretty happy Thank
1: you. NFL? I got Mac. Mac? <laughs> okay. So I heard from training camp news that he is shining and might just take the number three receiver spot. But I'm a little hesitant because we usually have a lot of receivers that pop off in training camp and then, you know, do good in the preseason too. Remember Keelan Doss? Yes. I don't know if you remember that name, but yeah. So, and then it never really pans out. So I'm just, I'm hopeful, but curious. Danny, okay. football-wise, I got Hunter Renfro. I see Renfro developing and making even more of an impact this year with Devontae Adams here. Um, the Raiders always, like I said earlier, n- we never had an elite number one wideout. I feel like we like I feel like we never even had a proven number one receiver. It was all potential. Every guy we had was like he has the potential to do it.
0: Well, he had someone, name was Antonio Brown. It, it, okay, thank you.
1: <laughs> but then anyway. <laughs> let's digress we now have Adams I think Renfro will fly underneath now because there's no way teams are not going to double cover Adams or sure. just leave each of them one-on-one because I mean if you leave Adams one-on-one what are you gonna do with Waller so I feel like you I, I would highly doubt that they're gonna double team Hunter Renfro and leave mm-hmm. Darren Waller and Devontae Adams one-on-one it doesn't make sense in my mind
0: It doesn't make sense at all now that makes a lot of sense actually I think it's so scary because you know darren waller i've seen him line out wide too you know you bring foster Moreau in as, as the tight end you have darren waller lined out outside Hill adams lined out outside hunter right in the Red slot the no what are you gonna do what do you, you nothing <laughs> you know what i'm saying nothing because i do the problem
1: is too is that yep yeah, those four you want to play a little bit back right you want to mm-hmm. be too close to line the line but if you do that you leave room for josh jacobs because josh jacobs i feel like he does get injured easily hopefully he doesn't again but he's a kind of a thumper type of guy you know yes so like he just needs to get past what four d linemen, three
0: mm-hmm. and then those no stack boxes he's, yeah. he's
1: already in the second level so then that's why percent. it's kind of like i don't i wouldn't know how to stop it.
0: i agree with you a thousand percent talk about josh jacobs he's actually my nfl fantasy football player um, okay. who I think will break out even more. It's a make or break year for him. That's the number one thing for me. I feel like regardless if he is still playing for this team or not, he has that chip on his shoulder and he's not terrible, you know, like he has been consistent when healthy and even showed that he can be like a true third down back last year with the amount of passing game usage he got last year. But I know y'all did sign a couple of running backs who are more like pass catching running backs. I don't remember their names off the top of my head, but they've bounced around the league a couple of times. Um, But Overall, I think Josh Jacobs can be at least like a top 15 running back being the floor. And honestly, a lot of space to be better, like maybe like a top 10 running back with how much this team might score. Solid RB2 in terms of fantasy football. With that being said, Ryan, do they have a chance to win their division this year?
1: I'm not going to even answer. You already know my answer. I want to hear your answer.
0: I said yes, slight confidence.
1: Slight. Slight confidence. So you put us on what? Denver, Denver level. Denver level. That's this respect, all right. Let's move on to KC.
0: All right, last team, the Kansas City Chiefs finished twelve and five. Ryan, what went wrong? What went right for this team? The Chiefs didn't look like themselves for the first part of the season. I Their remember us soccer. talking about. Yeah, I remember. I mean, I feel like
1: Patrick Mahomes was on the same page with his receivers either.
0: Oh my goodness! It
1: was something remember? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I remember that. Wasn't this the year that they, they, there's like the first time in like the Patrick Mahomes era where they went, they were like at 500?
1: Something like that, yes. Because, and then they turned it around around halfway through, I want to say. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But I I remember us saying like maybe the Mahomes magic was like running out, you know? And then people were blaming TikTok for their performance. Like it was (laughs) just random stuff. Yeah. But that aside, I feel like a lot, had have to gone right for them to make to the AFC Championship game. And I don't think much went wrong with them, to be honest, outside of that like, slump in the beginning. It's, uh, it's one thing. Oh, what are you going to bring up?
0: It's when they enter the jungle. They're in trouble. It's the yes. Bengals, man. Yeah. The Cincinnati jungle. The Cincinnati jungle. That was my only thing. They just Wait. didn't play well against the Bengals both games. It's,
1: well, I mean... The Chiefs are humans, I right? Everybody shouldn't ask about the human, right? I think so. That's so it's representative of? Yeah, I mean, you go and get tigers in the jungle,
0: come on. Oh, c- come on, come on. You're the old, gosh. The ecosystem, yeah. <laughs> man. Um, and I feel like not really what went wrong for this team, but like, it's almost kind of leaning into like, what to look forward to. For me, it's kind of like, did this team make enough moves to be as good as they were last year? And to be honest, my answer is no. Like, no transaction, we're going to talk about them really quickly, like, really pops off the screen. And it's like, wow. You know what I'm saying? Like, bringing that wow factor for them. But mm-hmm. I feel like this team must really trust who they have at wide receiver for them to not be aggressive in the draft to draft a wide receiver at their first pick at the 121. But we'll kind of lean into that right now. Okay. Um, in terms of free agent and acquisitions overall, I'll even talk a little bit about the draft because I talked about it. They signed Ronald Jones, they signed a Corey Coleman. Juju Smith Schuster, MVS, Marquez mm-hmm. valdez asin They also re-signed Frank Clark, who has been a little bit of underperforming, but it's fine. And the draft at the 121, they tra- they excuse me, they drafted cornerback Trent McDuffie at the 130. They drafted George Karloftis and at the 222. They drafted wide receiver Sky Moore. Ryan, is there like a, a particular acquisition you really like? You're like kind of scratching your head about any of these.
1: I feel like there was one that stuck out recently because, I mean, it just happened. And it was Carlos Dunlap.
0: So I feel like good they're one. not
1: done beefing up the line, which is a little scary because you still have Chris Jones, you have Frank Clark, and then I have Carlos Dunlap, too. It's kind of like, yikes. You know?
0: You're right. A thousand percent. The
1: line, the line is not going to be like that shabby anymore.
0: Yeah. And I, I feel like we should always have this discussion, but I feel like Three really good defensive linemen or three really good edge rushers is better than one dominant edge rusher.
1: Yes. Let's keep it fresh. I and mean, then someone's always – because you have one dominant one, that guy's always going to be double teamed.
0: So you percent. always have to play
1: 1v2. But if you have mm-hmm. three, like, average ones, you might <laughs> be better off. Because someone's going to get a – like, at least two of them have to get a one-on-one. Mm-hmm. And then it's just a matter of time or, like, luck or whatever until one of them breaks through.
0: Thousand percent agree with you. Yeah. Um, what to look forward to in terms of breakout players. Um, I can start off with this one. I combined both of them once again, just because Juju is going to have his breakout, his re-breakout back into the NFL. The breakout is imminent. I mean, come on. There are a lot of vacant targets now in Kansas City after Tyreek Hill left. And in my opinion, he's the only really proven wide receiver in the wide receiver room, unless yeah. you really like MVS. But I feel like the question is like, and this is something I'm going to monitor in training camp is whether or not he's going to play in the slot or not. Because he plays in the slot in Pittsburgh, and he sucked. He played mm-hmm. outside with Antonio Brown. Phenomenal. So He's only good you know, as, a, as a
1: number two outside receiver.
0: I feel like – see, and I think we might have a debate. I feel like he's a 1.5.
1: Okay, okay. Sure. Like he's
0: like a but Michael Crabtree, but better.
1: You round up, so you get
0: two. So then he has to play two. <laughs> you round up. I can see where you're coming from. But, yeah, I know. 1.5 ish for Juju. Um, but I feel like they're going to have to slot him into the one right now.
1: Okay. so then that's your NFL guy.
0: And fantasy football. And fancy, I think he's okay. the top. I think he's going to be a top 24 wide receiver. So he's going to be a starting wide receiver too.
1: Because the passing volume is going to be there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: For the NFL, I got CEH. Uh, I feel like after Ooh. two seasons of just 1,700 scrimmage yards, I'm not comfortable drafting him. That's why I put him in the NFL section. <laughs> but I mean, apparently you were last year. Uh, I, I I hope he doesn't have any more health issues and that he finally breaks out in his third season, but I'm still not drafting him. Yeah. Uh, a, mm-hmm, yeah. Oh, no, go ahead. You can explain to everyone why you drafted him. See, it, in it, my it defense, all by surprise.
0: See, in my defense, I realized my mistake early. Week two, week three. I go, and I traded CEH for, like, Damien Harris- and some other wide receiver, mm-hmm. and I flipped Damien Harris for T. Higgins. So I really just drafted T. Higgins in the second round, and he was a top 12 wide receiver. So Okay, okay. So, you know, so, so he did good. Did good. I, yeah, he did good. Yeah, you get what I'm saying? You so. just took the
1: unconventional path to
0: get to where you need to be. Exactly, exactly, exactly. You have to trick you have to trick the draft room into thinking that they know how you're going to draft. I'll, I'll wait to me. see who you're going to
1: draft this year and trade away after two weeks. <laughs> Who's your breakout fantasy football player? Sky Moore. Uh, so, I mean, it's competition with Juju. I feel like we can just continue the trend every year and draft a rookie wideout. Although the Chiefs have Juju and Nicole Hardman and MBS, I feel like Sky Moore comes, like, comes to this team on a year that Tyreek Hill left and they drafted him in the second round. I, it feels like the plans are already there for him to get incorporated in this offense, similar to how Nicole Hardman got drafted in the second round. I feel like I just might be one year too early with this pick.
0: Oh, I see. I see. You know what
1: I mean? But then I feel like at the same time, I'm kind of like, let me just spot him in here. Because you don't draft a guy in the second round for him not to contribute. So then I feel like then it's just one year early because you have so many players. You have Juju, like you said, who's proven. Nicole Harmon, who's been on the team for a while, and MVS. No, I that's agree. why I, I just want to kind of like sky Moore, but I feel like it's a little too early. But
0: no. mm-hmm. you know, you, you actually bring up a really good point, and I think this is like the one thing that sticks out to me about the Chiefs because it's gonna lead into my last question. You look at the draft, right? Trent McDuffie, George karloftis Sky Moore. All three of these people are expected to start week one.
1: Yes,
0: and like you look at all the other teams, right? I don't know if there's any other team that has to start all three of their first three picks right yeah like that's crazy
1: well i mean they lost tyree kill well they lost tyree kill at corner what happened to their corners oh they lost Traveria
0: or or Traveria. um yeah more
1: so then that that makes sense and then their de Oh, oh it's also because maybe Wait, what if they think george Pilatus? Yep. is not ready. That's why they got Carlos done that.
0: Oh, That's That could be a possibility. but
1: Yeah, it makes sense why they might have to start all their first three picks, though.
0: And that's why, for me, in terms of do they have a transformative division this year, I put yes, dot, 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 slightly hesitant, though. Really? So they are, yes. I, I was going to say something, but I'm going to wait till you're done. Oh,
1: no, I'll fix it again
0: we you going to say yes? Oh, you, just, you said no.
1: I I was kind of like on the fence. I was like 75%. But, so more confident than you, for sure. But
0: More confident, okay. Yeah. All right. So in terms of how this division's going to stack up, Ryan, who's your fourth team? Broncos. Chiefs. Chiefs.
1: Okay. I feel like our third and fourth are just flipped. Who's your third?
0: It's the Broncos.
1: Okay, yeah. I had the Chiefs at 3rd Mm-hmm. And then at second, who do you have, it's gonna be the Raiders. I got the Raiders too, and I yeah, got the at first.
0: Yeah. I think for me, the Broncos and the Raiders are gonna flip depending on how. That's not so oh, good, God. but it's not gonna no, be no, good. No, 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 it's no. your offensive line. I think I your agree. offensive line is gonna make or break games for you, and it's gonna be so painful. But, no, you know, but I, Joe Burrow made trust, it work.
1: I also trust Josh Daniels. If the line, the sure. line can't hold up, you come up with a play where the ball comes out within one point five seconds. <laughs> good, smart, good a smart guy good point all right man that's all i had very unbiased for me i put the raiders second very unbiased all right so to everyone that has made it this far thank you for listening and hopefully you learned one more thing or two about the nfl share the podcast with your friends and follow us on twitter at that's the t 2020 we'll get well we will catch you guys again next week when we talk about training camp and that's the t
0: and that's the t take care y'all